In this week's episode, I dive into the world of officiating weddings, talking about a question that was sent in from a math professor who has been asked to officiate a wedding and is seeking advice on the task. I reflect on my own experiences officiating weddings. Some of them are, most of them are ridiculous. We talk about the ceremony, the certification process, ordination, and the importance of focusing on the couple's journey, whether you are a future officiant or simply intrigued by a behind-the-scenes look at how all of this works. Today is nothing but love. Nothing but love. Okay, here we go. Welcome to Doing the Best We Can with Eddie Koffeltz. We hope hope you enjoy the show. (laughs) Oh, man, it's so good to see you. Or to listen, I don't know how to say it. I'm not seeing you, but I feel like I see you, so hi. I'm Eddie. Welcome to Doing the Best We Can, a show where I get to share every single week uh, some thoughts that are on my mind for the last few weeks, and I'm guessing for the foreseeable future. Uh, This has been an advice column. We've been kind of rocking an old-school advice column. People have been sending in really thoughtful and varied questions. I mean, all over the map kind of questions. By the way, if you have questions, eddiekoffoltz.com. Send them in. I would love to answer your question uh, either in the newsletter podcast or even in some of the extra free skate bonus material. But got a question today about a wedding. And some of you are like, I don't want to talk about weddings. I don't want to talk about... I know. I know. I know sometimes these things get too specific and you're like, this doesn't apply to me. But my hope with today is that even if you are no plans on getting married, don't want to talk about it, maybe it's even a little bit of a sore subject uh, and you have no plans to officiate, I hope that we still find some at least amusement or silliness in it uh, through the storytelling. So I would love to hear your thoughts on this and uh, and, and I'm excited to share it with you. Quick housekeeping things. Uh, one. Uh, the show is live, so uh, you're going to get it. All of it's good, bad, and otherwise. Uh, we It's a one-take show. I just finished writing, and off we go. Two, the second section is called The Free Skate. Today, we have a very special guest on The Free Skate. I will introduce her in a few moments during The Free Skate, uh, but I can't wait for you to spend some time again with her. A little, little tip. How many repeat guests have we had? So... Uh, So there is that. And then the third thing is, if you are wherever you are listening to this, uh, it would be super helpful if you could subscribe. Subscribe to the newsletter, subscribe to the podcast, rate and review, all that good stuff. I know I've asked that a million times. So here we go. All right, let's get into this week's question and answer. I'm excited. Issue 43, my best friend's wedding. Here's the question. I have a question I think you're the perfect person to help answer. I've been asked by dear friends to officiate their wedding in November. My first response was, shut up. My second was, you trust me with this? And the third, I'd be honored. But I'm a math professor. While I'm comfortable up in front of groups of people, the task is a tad out of my wheelhouse. Perhaps one plus one equals one? I think that was a math joke. In any event... So, really, I have two questions. One, suggestions for alternative certification to be able to officiate a wedding. And two, what advice do you have for officiating a wedding? Tips and tricks of the trade. Thank you again for your podcast. Look forward to your thoughts, buddy. All right. Here's my response. Note, for my single friends or friends who uh, never officiate a wedding, you may think this article isn't for you. And you may be right. But also, I tried to be funny and include some fun links, links that you can find in the newsletter. So maybe it'll be worth it. Here we go. Pastor Pemdas. 
Shut up. You trust me with this? I'm honored. Thank you. Truly, officiating weddings is one of my favorite things to do in life. And like you, when I'm when I asked to officiate, I'm always shocked, then terrified, then really flattered that a sweet couple would trust me with representing them in front of all of the people they care about. Plus, and this is the part the couples don't realize, they've also given me the very best seat in the house. It's a special spiritual view of the uniting of these people. Only the officiant will see the tears that are quickly wiped away, hear the little whispers and jokes that the couple makes to each other, and track their breathing as it goes from nervous and shallow to relaxed and purposeful. Nobody will see that except for you, PEMDAS, which is why I'm truly excited for you to get this moment with your friends. But first, we need to get you ready. What is ordination? Okay, so here's the thing. Wedding certification and ordination is kind of a state-by-state scam. For example, I went down a wormhole a few months ago to see if the LLC that I run as a tax shelter for my massive newsletter and podcast income could also become an ordaining body. Why would I do this? Honestly, I do not know. Like, for real, uh, I just get locked into these things, and I just get locked into this weird stuff. Though, what I discovered was actually weirder. Inside of an hour, I realized that I could easily become a fully ordained official body. I could have accepted people into my organization and made them officially licensed officiants in the eyes of the state. Of course, I didn't do it because I'm not as brave as John Oliver, who would have certainly illuminated this hypocrisy by opening the Church of John. But alas, there is no Church of St. Edward yet. But what there is underneath this ridiculousness is some truth. First, there is a difference between being certified by a state to perform a wedding and being fit to perform a wedding. What I think you're asking, PEMDAS, in the certification part of your question, which is really is really a simple inquiry which you should make to your clerk of court office or just go on Google. The state you're performing the wedding in, which may not be the state you live in, will have that info readily available. All you need to do is whatever earnest scam they've agreed that makes you a viable officiant for your friends. Sure, sure, sure. You may have to do a Church of St. Edward type class and pay 25 bucks for the p- privilege, but it'll satisfy the state, which is all you need to sign the certificate. A certificate, by the way, that no more makes someone married than a driver's license makes someone a race car driver. Just play the game, and if you need, you can email me, and I'll sign the certificate, because I'm ordained. I can do that for you. But oh, just to be clear, I'm only offering that to the person that wrote the letter. I'm not offering it to all of you. That feels like a high crime. Anyhow, then the state will view them as married, and you'll get on with the real work of actually marrying them. To that end, there is some legitimate disagreement on what gives someone the spiritual authority to proclaim marriage. That concept is much more complex and personal than the state recognizing my goofy LLC. Every denomination, church, and organized sect has its own way of bestowing permission upon a member to perform certain and important rites, i.e. baptism, marriage, funerals, pet blessings, that's real, etc. For some of us who are aligned with those sects, you should chat with someone on their staff just to make sure everything is above board. But for you, PEMDAS, and for me, the very professional reflection Uh, excuse me, the very personal reflection of putting yourself up there as an officiant isn't really connected to a specific church. Therefore, we must believe that we can accurately reflect the couple's beliefs, approach the time with equal authority and humility, have no reservations about the marriage, and feel confident in the trust granted to us during that time. PEMDAS. 
The fact that you're asking the questions says so much about you and the role you take seriously. So you're ready. Let's get you officiating. Here's what matters in a wedding. I've officiated 63-ish weddings, and I'm getting to do two more this next spring. One is the wedding of Emily and Chris, Emily of Amy and Emily, and Chris of, I don't know, Emily and Chris. And the other is Isabella and Heston. Heston of the picture below. Okay, so for those of you that are listening and not reading this, you need to look at the newsletter. There is, or just go to eddiecoffolds.com. The newsletter will be there. Uh, but there is a picture of an adorable little boy, uh, a little boy holding rings and winking into the camera. He is so cute. And he is the little boy holding the rings. And so his name is Heston. Heston was our ring bearer. And now he's an adult and I'm officiating his wedding in a few months. So that makes me basically a thousand years old. Anyhow, I've seen everything happen in a wedding. The cake never showed up. The dad never showed up. The outdoor wedding with no plan B for rain happened during a hurricane. People passed out. Bride and grooms were comically, then terrifyingly late. The videographer drone buzzed down the center aisle during the vows. Divorced parents fought. Brides and grooms cried. Microphone feedback scared the hell out of everyone. The wrong songs played at the wrong time. Rings were too small. Everyone was wearing a suit at a beach wedding in a summer in Florida. And a dog was the ring bearer. And I had to call him down the aisle. I'm telling you, I've seen a lot. But what I've also seen is that never, ever have any of the aforementioned distractions taken away from the wedding. Not one bit. I try to tell couples that the only thing that matters is that eventually they show up at the front with me and pay attention to each other. But of course, they never believe it. They worry about seating charts and making sure that the minister has dog treats. But what you can remember for them, PEMDAS, is that your couple will only be thinking about the details, which leaves one person in the whole room to actually ponder what will end up mattering the most. That one person is, you guessed it, you. What matters is the promises that your friends, uh, what matters is the promises your friends will need to earnestly speak to each other and the bond that will literally be knit together two feet from you. So allow them to focus on the stuff that they think matters, but doesn't, and be all in it with those kind of plans. Then when the preparation meeting is done, Use your energy to make sure that the real heart and mind preparation are on point for leading them through the good stuff. That's your job. The good stuff. That's what you get to focus on. Finally, now that the article is over, here are some of the actual tips and tricks you asked for. Number one, the ceremony is a reflection of the couple and what is happening in their life. It's not about the officiant, the guests, or even the day. It's about them. Make all your remarks a reflection of what you see in them. Two, 90% of the work happens before the ceremony. Ask them why they want to get married. Ask them what they hope the time feels like. Ask them to reflect on your vows and consider what they mean. You'll only use a fraction of what you learn about the couple as you leave the ceremony, but everyone in the room will feel the depth of knowledge and be moved by it. Three, don't make the couple remember anything. They're going to go blank up there and they're going to be nervous. If they're supposed to move at a certain time, literally just tell them during the ceremony. I usually just put my hand on the groom's back and just turn him. Anyhow, this doesn't need to be a choreographed show. People can hear you giving stage, stage directions. It's fine. Next one. I was given a copy of my wedding from the pastor who officiated it. I've used, changed, verbatim copied most of that wedding for every wedding I've ever officiated. In fact, if it's helpful, here's a link. 
to the one I just did. Feel free to use as much or as little of it as you want, and please don't give me a lick of credit. It's all yours. The next tip, dress well and don't clash with the bridesmaid's dresses. You'll be the blurry person in the back of a lot of pictures. And the last thing, trust yourself. They could have asked anyone, and that person could have easily paid $25 to the Church of St. Edward, which I'm kind of loving now, but they didn't. They asked you. So be yourself. It's the hardest thing to be, but it's who they've invited into their sacred space. Actually, P.S., one more thing. Check on the groomsmen before the wedding. Sometimes they like to drink all day and think being stupid is funny. I've told many groomsmen that they are furniture up there and should be unnoticeable. <laughs> then I adjust their tie with the force that they that forces them to sober up and fear me. <laughs> That's true. I remember the weddings that happened at. Um, Emily, the free skate is starting now. We're starting. You and I have already been talking for five and a half minutes, which means we're mid-flow, and now I'm stopping it and restarting it, which makes it very awkward. Not at but all. sweet Emily LeClaire, hello, welcome. Hello, thank you. <laughs> Thrilled to be um, here. People, yeah, I know, you're just tickled. Um, people certainly remember you from one of our highest rated shows ever, where you gave, um, you and other friends gave uh, what was it? Hills? No, no, no. No, it wasn't Hills to Die On. What did you call it? Inclines to Trip On. Inclines to Trip On. And yep. I'm not going to make you repeat that and do the whole thing, but the Inclines to Trip On is certainly the most quoted and questioned and laughed about thing that has ever <laughs> appeared on this podcast or newsletter. Um, and so I am very happy to have you back and I am honored that you would be back on the show. How are you doing? Tell us personally, very wow. personally, how you're doing. Deeply, gr personally thriving, <laughs> doing great, thriving. just crushing it. That's you a joke. Have... I am, in fact, not crushing it, but I think good, good it. enough. Oh, thank you so much. I feel you're crushing. You don't feel that? Um, sometimes it changes by yeah. the hour. Yeah, I get that. It's a very personal <laughs> question for a podcast. Um. So since we spoke last time, I'm not sure if you were even engaged the last time we were on the show. No, there's no way. This was like nine months ago. So in that time, you have gotten engaged and you have assumed a very sultry lover named Chris. Um, All facts. How, do, how are you feeling about the fact that I called him a sultry lover? Um, I couldn't agree more. So he's yeah, going to love that this will be public. Yeah, he is, he is very handsome. Um, and then you have very sweetly... And you and Chris very sweetly asked me to officiate your wedding, which was a huge honor. Um, would you like to spend a couple minutes talking about how special I am? I to you? would love to. I do that all the time, on or <laughs> off air. No. But uh, what I really, what I really loved was when you all asked me. Um, you, it was an amazing moment because we're all in the we're all in the living room post dinner together, doing what we do. So mm -hmm. kids floating around, Emily, Amy, Chris all over we're all sitting there and then a little bit not quite out of the blue but not not out of the blue chris begins the process of asking now here's my question had you all like rehearsed like who's gonna say what when or was this just like hey we got to get this out tonight how did it to give give me the car right that's over that's a great question um we knew that we wanted to do it that night and I'll car right over. We did talk at length about this. 
Um, and it was kind of like, okay, well, whoever like sees the opportunity, but also Chris is, is very talented with words in a way that I am not. Um, not that I'm not talented with words, but he just has a natural gift for it. So I was like, you know what? I think this is your time to shine. Um, cause you haven't said enough words when you proposed. So why don't you propose this to Eddie as well? Um, <laughs> So that was kind of how you, it went down. Why don't you keep being the head of this yeah, household? Please? Yeah, that's exactly that's exactly yes. what I said. Um, so <laughs> we both knew it was coming the whole night, and I'm assuming you did it, but I and Amy knew too because I had told her earlier that day. So we were all kind of just sitting, waiting for the right opportunity, which we could have created one, but we didn't. And just waited for you to say something that was remotely related to our question. Right. And it was just completely wedding talk. It wasn't like I was like, so who's your officiant? <laughs> and then we all just lean in and right. wait. Um, no, I thought you were going to be asking your your actual pastor, pastor. And so I was very surprised. Um, and as the person who wrote in today to the podcast, by the way, I'm a professional podcaster and that's how you transition. <laughs> um, so they said that their first response was like, shut up. Um, and then it was, you trust me with this? I'd be honored. And my response was generally something like that as well, followed by tears and then jokes because I was uncomfortable about the tears. Um, to which Chris then did my favorite thing because Chris is just a smart, good, like I just, he's a good person mm. on top of being, you know, quite <laughs> sultry. But he said, oh, oh no, I hadn't, fi- I, I, so I'm making a joke. You and I are starting to joke. The whole room's starting to make little like, you know, lighthearted, mm-hmm. like, Whatever. We're just all having fun. And Chris said, I need to finish what I was going to say. And then with total confidence launches right back into a very lovely and kind of considered, you know, another half paragraph of why you wanted to have me and representing our family up there with you. So it was very sweet. Um, But they also we also talk about in the there's a question coming, I promise. We also talk about uh, in the column that I wrote about the process of preparing for a wedding and preparing for the ceremony. And so I wanted to ask you, because you are very deep into it and we're about to do our first wedding preparation time, I'm curious, like, where are you at with preparing the wedding? What have you been thinking about? Um, That's a good question. I think the myriad of things as the, like, big things get crossed off. So, like, we have the venue, we have the caterer, we have... um, kind of these bigger topics that matter but they're more logistics we're getting closer and talking more and more about okay well what mm-hmm. what is the what is the feeling that we want our guests to have what does we want this our ceremony to be what are the songs that mean things to us that will incorporate into our ceremony if we do any what's will be our first dance you're getting more into these deeper more meaningful conversations about exactly what we want this to look like. Um, So we are kind of treading into that and looking more and more as we, we've attended several weddings over the past couple of weeks and we're like, we love that this couple did this and we just love, you know, we didn't like this so much, but it was very reflective of them. So how can we, how can we say things, do things, sing things that are, that make it feel like us when people who are are attending and our loved ones are like, wow, this, this is them is what we're considering. See, that's so interesting. You are, uh, people may not know this, but behind the scenes, you are an expert marketing professional 
Um, and it's so interesting that you use the term, what do we want our guests to feel? Because that's such a, that's the exact right thing, but that is such a marketing way to think of it is they're like your audience segmentation. <laughs> what's the, what's the message right. here? Like as you, as you and Chris have talked about this and granted, I'm talking to you about something that I'm also going to talk to you about again together. So it's like a funny, like we're not doing the thing, but we're kind of <laughs> doing the thing. But I am curious, like, what do you want the audience, the audience? Oh my God. What a little show pony I am. What do you want the, the, the your guest to feel? I, um, good question. Again, I think that I should, as a marketing professional, have a better definition to this. Um, I could use a lot of buzzwords if that interests you, but. Ooh, please um, only just junky wow. buzzwords that don't mean anything, but everybody loves the Zoom meeting. Yeah, everybody loves the Zoom meeting and we can, you know, really thread the needle and all that stuff. Um. <laughs> I think we want our guests to feel we want in the whole in the whole of it out in the whole wedding we want our guests to feel seen and loved by us and the seen and loved by what we feel for each other um mm. this is our wedding but people who are coming are very much a big parts of our lives um have been previously and will continue to do and so this is a really really big day but um, ultimately, is it is one day. Um, and so life will continue on. And we want to make sure that those things um, that people pour into our lives will continue on in January. We're getting married in January. Um, and after that. So I think we want them to feel celebrated. We want them to feel joyful. Joyful is really important to me, actually. I really bold underlined mm -hmm. all caps that... Um, I keep saying that I want our wedding to have personality. So um, kitschy and things like that. But Chris oh. is like more elegant than I am. So we're really trying to, he's really trying to rein me in in a really nice way. Cause I'm like, let's do sparkles and red flowers everywhere. Um, that's totally off, oh, off the topic that. of how people are going to feel. But um, thank you so much for loving it. Um, that's not what's going to be present to an extent, but. Um, that is beautiful. Um, and I, I love the fact that even as you describe it, like I definitely like knowing you and Chris, it is so interesting because I like I, I hear the Chris part, I hear the you part and it's to totally complimentary, but it's also like how how do what's the Venn diagram of us that sits right in the middle of both of you being authentic right. to what this looks like and isn't it, it's just this is the coolest part It's like the thing that comes out is sort of like the. It's like this is like the beta test for what will the overall tone of the mar <laughs> marriage look like. Of course, it'll evolve over time, but it's just it's a cool process to watch the process unfold. Um, I'm curious. I'm not asking specifically about your group, but one thing I didn't talk about in the article that I always wrestle with is the idea that I mean, this is essentially depending on the couple, but certainly depending well, like with you all, it will be a there will be very much a church service mm -hmm. part of this. There will be prayer. There will be, um, you know, mention of God. It will be like an overtly Christian right. church service. And I'm always aware, and I actually don't know anybody. I don't know the people in your room, so I can say this blankly, but that people are coming to maybe the church for the first time in their, in their life or maybe one of two or three times that they'll ever be inside of a church. And I always wonder about the balance between making this between making them comfortable but then also doing a service to the the faith tradition that's present in it how how do you like as you've thought about it and you've like tonally considered it like 
have you had any thoughts about the tone of that? Um, yes, I have, because you are correct. Um, it will be some people's whole lifetime of church or some people's first time coming or anywhere in between. To know me and Chris is to know um, that that is a very important, if not the most important part of our life. Um, so we're trying to, we're actively trying to navigate that actually. Um, so it shouldn't come as a surprise to anybody who's in that room. Um, but it's a, it's an obvious, I think, I think clearly he and I have not discussed this at length. Um, and so this is the part what I mean when we're getting into the things, um, where we're treading into this. Um, but it will definitely, um, faith will be a pretty big part of the ceremony because it um is a really big part of our life so Mm -hmm. that is not a really well-defined answer and if you were to ask my soldier fiance he would probably have a a better one but i will circle back on that one no i it's i think it's too like i i I did i I did make it more personal and i did make i should have had both (laughs) here um but he's just he's too hot for (laughs) podcasting and that's that's his problem not ours um, but I do think it's it's partially on you you all to talk about, but it's really on me as the officiant to tread that line well. Like, it, I just I, I think it will be it is you don't want to water right. down exactly. what is truth, and certainly don't want to water down like this is a reflection of you first and foremost. This isn't actually for the people in the room. This is for you, and they get to watch it. Um, but at the same time, how do you make it a safe right. environment where? Like, if nothing else, even if they're like, okay, I'm not, I'm, I am fully, like, I, I have an antagonistic relationship with Faith. They don't feel, they, they still feel safe right. in the room, even if they may not agree with some of the principles underneath it. And I think that's like the extreme of the bell curve, right? Most people are sitting in the middle where it's like, oh, this is not like I've, this is not like the little Catholic church I go to, but this is cool. I like this. Like, and they sit kind of in that, in that meaty middle where, where, they can just enjoy what is being kind of reflected off of the two of you, whoever, but that who are the common thread of that. Right. Whole moment. And I think it goes into this was something he and I had talked about before we asked you as well. Is just we know you very well and inherently trust you and have faith that you will walk that line confidently. Um, so it's probably not even something that I have thought as much as I should have because. I have I have so much faith um, in you and the in your words and what you've how you've led previously. Anyways, that's very sweet of you to say. Um, yeah, and I, that that is the part of the responsibility. That's like like the three of us, you, <laughs> you, me, and Chris up there. That's a no brainer. We all love each other. It's gonna that's the, gonna be the fun part. The real the interesting part is the 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 part that kind of like starts to sit on your shoulders after the initial like oh my gosh you asked or like our, our reader said like shut up you trust me with this like the weight of it is like oh yes we have an opportunity here to represent a mm-hmm. lot of beauty in the world to a lot of people who may not have seen that beauty for a while um and to see that through sort of the trojan horse of coming to see you know right. emily marry her very sultry lover um Christopher, <laughs> I can't say that enough because I hope he's listening and I hope Positively it just it kills mortified. him every time. Else. 
but he's also got that sweet little giggle that he like you you know he doesn't <laughs> like it but he's also laughing and it's so cute um okay last thing um I, I think it's oh yeah we've I said ten minutes and then of course I'm already at fifteen minutes so I'm sorry. Oh my gosh! Please stop like apologizing. That. This is um, how this is how every conversation we have goes in the best way. In the very best way. Um, last thing one. Okay, are you coming over for milkshakes tomorrow? I think Lucy. Um, I I just received a text that I have been ignoring, um, actively. Okay. So. Well, well, then I'm gonna do what you do. Emily has the best way of pinging a missed text where she'll just after maybe 24 hours do a little heart on it <laughs> so it's like oh oh i see you're you're not saying hey can i circle back to this but you're you're making it ding on my phone with a sweet little like hi right hi, that's you so kind i have I no time? shame um yeah no shame whatsoever and if you don't answer the heart i'll just triple text you it's fine i'm confident okay. in our relationship but here's the we are. We're gonna make it. All right. Last question, that is very important. Um, are you okay with me wearing? I'm thinking just like I'm gonna get like a black charcoal right. suit and just a very neutral tie. Do we feel okay um, with that? I feel the utmost confidence in that. Sure. Yes. I know you did reference that. Um, I guess it's yeah. I guess it's really easy because you just wear. A suit. I just want everybody to know how many pictures you see yourself in if you officiate a wedding <laughs> and you really really need to not be wearing like a cute little like like you think it might be fun to be wearing like a uh, what's that pattern that's like white and blue that's like, oh, a, like a gingham that southern boys wear yeah you don't want to be wearing like a cute j crew gingham tie <laughs> and think it's fun and then it just destroys with all of the bridesmaids dresses you right. know what I'm saying? i think that's very kind of you to think about and very humble well I Maybe, or very vain, because I want to not be embarrassed in the pictures. Or you don't um, want to embarrass, you just said you don't want to clash with the bridesmaids. I'll be honest with you, if you wear light blue gingham, it will clash. I've actually banned blue. So. Oh, oh yeah, we're talking, yours is going to be more of a wintry deep red and sparkles, um, right? Yes, I would like, to, uh, it's more of like bright shades of red. I don't think, here's, here's circling back to my inclines to trip on. Just because it's winter doesn't mean colors got to be dark. Oh, um, can you give me the red that we're looking for, but in shades of like reference it with something else, like fire engine, um, Corvette, Porsche, uh, Apple, all of them. Like, can you help all me of with the, the red? Above. Um, yeah, I would. Those are great ones. Um, what are some brighter reds? Like a bright no, cherry, no, like a picnic not... tablecloth. Got some peaches in there. Oh. Think of just the, just the peaches are not red. Like a, the, yeah, peaches aren't red, but they're like an accent color, I guess. I have. I'm gonna need a pretty specific palette. <laughs> I thought we were getting better, but by the end of this conversation, it has gotten significantly worse. Emily uh, and Christopher, who is listening, uh, I love you both a bunch. Thank you for doing the free skate today. Oh my gosh, I'm thrilled to be here. Thank you for inviting me back. Yeah, every time. I mean, you're. You're a real ratings grabber. <laughs> so anytime I can figure out a well, reason why. We'll okay, I'm going to close the show. Feel free to hang hang out or whatever. Join. Okay. Uh, well, as always, thank you to Uncle Jimmy for editing the newsletter. He really got his work in today. I was writing with my elephant fingers, and he did a lot of work on this newsletter. So thank you to Uncle Jimmy. Thank you to Pastor Pemdas, who has a real name. And I know your real name, and so I appreciate it. Uh, thank you for writing in, and I hope it is helpful. Emily, did you by chance see that I think I committed some sort of light 
felony in this by offering to sign the uh, the marriage certificate without... Uh, did you see that part I, of it? I did see that part, but, you know, light felony, light misdemeanor, who's to say? Who's, who's to, to say? say? Uh, either way, Pastor Pemdas, thank you so much for writing in, and thank you to everyone else who is writing in. Just so you know, next week we will have no newsletter, but a bonus podcast. Uh, I'm not going to tell you who's going to be on, but... Uh, he did stand very close to me at my wedding. How about that? He was actually the first in line at my wedding. So uh, look forward to hearing from him and from you. Please keep sending in questions. I love getting the opportunity to consider them. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast. I think that's enough pitching, right? We don't. Nobody is listening at this point. This is the part where everybody has already signed off. So I will just say. I am. You're here. Emily, thank you for coming on the free skate. With that, let's go. Have a good rest of your week. Have a good weekend. I hope you find some rest. I hope the beginning of the school year is lovely. I will see you in two weeks on doing the best we can.